All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, thanks for listening to PRI Talk. I always appreciate all everyone that uh, tunes in for another episode. I, of course, am your host, as always, Jason Bibler. Um, wanted to do a couple quick things. Uh, wanted to recap last week. I was talking a little bit about um, the Southland and WAC kind of. It's not really a shakeup. Maybe it's a shakeup. Um, but uh, just the, the movement that was happening. Uh, one of the things I said in there was that the Southland schools were leaving in, in 2022. Um, and I am actually a little bit mistaken. What happened shortly after uh, the podcast went out um, last week uh, was all this became official. And the, 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 these schools are leaving and joined the WAC. And, and the other part that happened um, was that uh, the Southland basically said, if you're if you're not going to stay, then get out now. And so these schools are actually joining the WAC in 2021 and not 2022. Okay. Um, now that's, I don't, I don't know if that's typical behavior, um, but it, but it seems to make sense given the the present situation that I'll get into, get into here in a second. Um, and and what I what it sounded like to me when talking to several other coaches. Um, was um, SFA and ACU were actually two schools stopping Tarleton from joining the Southland. Now, if if you remember correctly and you're you're paying attention, the Tarleton joined the WAC last year. Um, they're 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 going through the Division Two Division One transition, um, and they're doing that in the WAC. Um, now that's super interesting um, to have two schools keep another school out of one conference, and then those two schools join that conference that the other school joined, right? Um, you would think they would be unhappy with that. Um, uh, quote, uh, you know, citing some reason, uh, you know, that these two schools didn't want to compete regionally uh, with another school, which is just, which is just insane and ludicrous. And um, whenever presidents and ADs talk about recruiting uh, for athletics, it's just, you shouldn't listen to anything they say because um, they're not in the trenches. Maybe if they're a, a former coach, that had done it uh, sometime recently, you know, maybe, but, um, but that, that's one thing. And second thing is this is Texas, like it's Texas. There's a, a, a bounty full of, of athletes here in this state um, to recruit from. And all of those schools, ACU, SFA, Tarleton um, have always recruited against each other. Maybe not always, but ACU and Tarleton for a long time recruited against each other. SFA and ACU now for the last several years have been recruiting against each other, sort of. Um, <laughs> I mean, SFA is uh, sitting there at 31 and then ACU is at uh, 269 RPI. So um, maybe not quite recruiting against each other, but but I mean, you, you get the point. Um, so that's super interesting. Uh, and, and I don't know the SFA's um, new president, um, but from what I heard since he's gotten there, uh, the, their biggest goal has been for SFA to leave the Southland and join another conference. Okay. Um, but I do know the ACU president fairly well and we're not best friends. We don't hang out. Um, but I was around him for multiple years. Um, and, and I would say that, um, it was all a calculated move in my opinion. Um, I, 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 I he's just not someone that does some things by accident. Um, or, or happenstance or circumstance or, or whatever word you want to, you want to put on there. Um, everything is planned. It's, it's 40 chess. You know what I mean? Um, and so if, if this is, if this is true that, that these two schools were 
the ones keeping Tarleton out of the Southland. South uh, Tarleton joins the WAC, and then these two schools join the WAC. Then that was all planned. Um, and these these conversations between presidents and, and ads and conferences happen years um, prior. Um, you know, potentially in, in some situations. Um, and so I, I would I would throw it out there that that this was all part of the plan. And as someone who was at one of these institutions for a long time, um, they never wanted to be really in the Southland. Um, and the Southland was a stepping point to something else. So um, that, of course, is, is, you know, my opinion on the situation. And again, I think um, uh, this this is all calculated. Um, so anyway, that was just a little bit of, of, uh, extra info. Um, this move is happening in 21, not in 22. So this is going to all happen this fall, which will be fun. So if you didn't go, uh, if you did not listen, um, to the extra episode from last week about triple crown, um, being canceled, I'll call it canceled. They're going to say postponed, but I'm going to say canceled for all intents for all intents of purposes. Triple Crown is canceled. Um, so if you didn't go listen to that one and 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 some of the side effects uh, or consequences of that kind of happening, what that's going to look like for recruiting um, now moving forward, or or you know how it just lumps itself into all of the um, stuff that is happening with recruiting right now, go back and listen to that um, for sure. Um, but wanted to talk a little bit about this week um, and, and about opportunity is opportunity. Okay, so so right now, um, what do I what do I mean by that? Right now, recruiting is is hard. It's it's tough. Um, options out there are are few and far between um, for the most part. Um, and so, opportunity is opportunity. When you have an opportunity to, um, when a school is interested in you, you need to take advantage of the opportunity. I'm not saying settle, right? I'm not saying commit to the first school that offers you. Um, but what would, what I'm really saying is it, it's definitely time for us to start looking outside of the box, okay? Um, so right now, these schools are playing their championship season, Okay. Um, which makes it difficult to know what they're going to need right now, right? Usually, um, you know, we get into the fall season and those coaches have a pretty good idea of, of you know, kids are going to quit, kids are going to transfer uh, potentially, um, which they're all still doing, um, obviously. And, 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 hey, you know, this kid's maybe not going to cut it, so we're going to need to fill that kid with, with someone else, right? Those needs kind of occur and happen in the fall because everyone is playing their fall season. Um, but right now that's happening right now, as opposed to four or five months ago. Okay. So, um, so because the season's in the fall, there's still a lot of variables that coaches don't quite know yet, right? Is this kid going to quit at the end of an actual season? Um, is this kid going to cut it? Like we did the spring season, are they going to cut it? And we actually get into the competition. They don't know. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of variables right now that would have kind of come to the surface um, as far as what their impact was going to be in the fall. And we just haven't had those yet. OK, um, so so the issues that are hitting right now, and this is especially with the 2022 class uh, first. I mean, the 21 class has already been hit hard. The 22 class been hit hard. Um, but but these classes right now, some of the issues that are coming up are, are roster sizes. Right. They're just. Talked to a coach uh, yesterday, 
um, 20, 20 athletes on our roster right now. And that's, you know, five more than they need or want. And seven of them are, are DS liberos. We don't need any more DS liberos. Um, you know, that, that kind of stuff, uh, 18, 19 athletes on your roster that, that you're keeping. And that's great that they're keeping all those kids. They're not trying to cut their roster down, but they're just sitting here going like, you know, uh, another coach I, I was talking to earlier, they're not graduating anyone over the next two years. Um, so it makes it really, really difficult to add to a roster that's just going to get bigger over the next two seasons um, uh, when you don't really maybe need any extra kids, right? Um, so that's part of it. Scholarship limits, right? And I've been saying this from the beginning, the, the bump of scholarships with NCAA allowing schools to go over the scholarship limit is great for those schools that can afford it, but there's plenty of schools that can't, okay? Uh, I just saw, um, and I don't know all the ins and outs, right? I'm speculating here um, that uh, the two kids from Alabama uh, just wanted to transfer, okay? Um, they're, they're sitting out this season and then transferring um, for, for another year. And, and what I do know that happened to Alabama is, uh, multi, several of their incoming freshmen are there right now. Okay. Several of those incoming freshmen are probably going to be taking spots away from those seniors. Those seniors don't want to play. Right. Um, so they're going to, they're sitting out this spring season so they can, uh, transfer them and play someone else and stay healthy. And especially since they're, um, potentially not going to play. Right. So, um, so the schools that can afford the scholarships is great, but if but if these athletes have to walk on, right, which is, is probably what's happening in, in these uh, seniors' cases, is they're they've been asked to walk on the, the next year, um, and they don't want to do that, right? They want to find scholarships someplace else, so they're going to take their scholarship, not play, opt out of the season, and then transfer after that. Which they're uh, in the current atmosphere, uh, they are perfectly allowed to do, and so um, and so. But back to my original point, just because schools are allowed to go over the limit um, right now doesn't mean they have the financial um, um, pieces to do that, right? Division one, division two, um, as far as, okay, these other athletes are going to stay for next year, which is great, but can we afford to keep them on scholarship for another year? Am I going to get that increase in scholarship, right? And, and probably a lot of schools aren't. Um and then, like I said, too many on the roster already for 22 or 21 or both. Okay, so those are all um, variables, a travel size, right? I think the SEC can only suit like 15 kids um, and you've got 21 on your roster. So I, do you need a 22 or a, 20, a 23rd on, on the roster when you can only suit up 15 for, for conference matches, right? Something like that. Um, so opportunity is opportunity. Um, the, 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 the opportunities out there are, are becoming slimmer and slimmer. And, and I think in a lot of ways, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a pessimist or, or make kids commit early or, or settle. Um, but just understand the situation that we're in. Um, you need to take advantage of a school when they show interest in you. Um, obviously if it's a place that you would never, ever want to go to school, uh, I didn't say play volleyball, never, ever go to school. That's a little bit different. Right. If, if you don't want to go someplace freezing cold and a school in Minnesota is interested in you, then don't go to school there. That's fine. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But if a school's interested and you're like, OK, yeah, it's close to home. It's in a good situation. They have good academics. It's a good volleyball program. Um, you know, 
then you should be interested also. You should be interested back, okay? Um, you just need to grab hold of that opportunity versus letting it slide into a big dark hole and, and never see it again. Um, like always, coaches want to be done with recruiting classes, for sure, okay? The, the timeline that we work with, with all of my clients um, still, even under the current um, recruiting rules, um, because, uh, you know, if we showed anything in the last year, not a lot has changed as far as timelines go. Okay. Um, that, that, that I want my, uh, junior class finished when my seniors are signing the NLIs. Okay. So when my already committed, uh, high school seniors are signing their NLIs in November, I want my junior class done. Okay. So that timeline still holds true. Um, for a lot of different schools. And that's a goal. You don't always hit there, um, but that's the goal, okay? But coaches want to be done with recruiting classes. They don't want to sit and wait and see what happens and watch kids. And especially now, especially now since they've got to recruit kids based off film and they can't go watch anybody live, or at least Division One schools, okay? And Division Two schools are running into right now just being able to get into facilities um, with some of the li limitations and stuff like that that are being put on um, put in uh, on buildings and facilities again, which is totally fine. But but even Division two schools that aren't on a dead period or are not on a dead period, um, uh, it's not necessarily any easier on them to watch athletes live. Okay, um, so so if a coach has an opportunity, if I've got three kids on my list, um, and 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 the number one kid on my list is like I'm just not ready. Like I want to get through club season and be able to do A, B, and C, right? Um, and my number two kid and number one kid hasn't come on a visit. They're not talking about coming on a visit again, which is, which everyone's fine. Um, everyone has their own, you know, reasons, you know, uh, for not being able to come. And sometimes you can't control it as far as like, uh, you know, traveling, right. Can't go out to California right now, um, with, with everything going on out there. Um, but, but if, but if I have the opportunity to be done and I can take my number two kid, which probably isn't a whole lot more off, uh, probably isn't very off uh, of, of where my number one kid is as far as athleticism and jump hide and arm swing and stuff like that, right? Um, but if the number two kid is ready to be done uh, and, and they'll take the scholarship and then I can be done with this recruiting class and not have to worry about uh, live streaming film for the next, you know, uh, three, four months, then then why wouldn't I, as a college coach, why wouldn't I take that opportunity, right? Um, the, the other part of this, um, there is no, uh, and, and, and I'll say this again, there is no such thing as backups or, or fallback schools. Um, it is not something that really exists, not in volleyball, okay? Maybe in football, maybe in baseball, uh, I mean, maybe in basketball, I guess. Um, but I, I, in volleyball, there just is not a thing as fallback schools. Um, I I've been talking about this since I got into this, um, job and started doing this and got out of coaching. Um, you, you just aren't going to find that that happens very often. Okay. Um, there is not really something fallback schools do not exist right now. They definitely don't exist right now. Okay. <laughs> um, timelines right now are very, very short. We're talking weeks, not months. Um, as far as timelines that coaches are, are putting kids under. Okay. Um, 
if you miss your window, then that opportunity is gone and, and probably for good. And, and this is why I say that, 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 that fallback schools don't exist. Okay. If, if you're not as interested in one program over the other, and you want to sit and wait for the next four months for school a, which is your top choice. And you, and you would, you know, you would choose school B, but you know, not, n- not over school A and you're going to wait on school A until that goes away. Right. And then you would choose school B. Well, the coach at school B, right. Is, is, is most likely not going to wait you out. Okay. And, and, and if they have an opportunity, like I said, to get their number two, um, find a kid that's more interested in their school and they're going to go after that kid. And I'll say this, and I've said this before, coaches can figure out if they're just a fallback school or if you're really actually interested. Um, because, because, you know, nudging and, and pushing the ball forward and, and, and moving down the, the, moving down the field, whatever sports analogy you want to use, as far as recruiting goes, it's, it has to happen. Um, and, and so coaches are going to nudge and push. And, and if you, you aren't really interested um, and that quote unquote fallback school for you, um, that coach is going to move on to someone else. Okay. And that opportunity is, is going to go away. Um, and, and, and so the, most of these college coaches, if not all of them are not going to sit back and just wait for you to not pick them. Okay. Um, because when you're a fallback school, um, I mean, the chances of you getting picked by that athlete is just slim, right? Because they're not really that interested. It's if all my other options fall through, then I would pick this school. Okay, we're not talking about choosing between two schools, right? That's different. When we're talking about the fallback school or, or you know, if I don't get any other options, then I'll pick this one. That option is going to go away, okay? Um, so, so please do not have these, these conversations and talking about a, a fallback school, because again, that college coach will pick someone else. Okay. Um, again, I'm not saying settle. I'm saying find a really, really good fit and grab hold of that opportunity because one like it might not come up again. Okay. And that's, and that's unfortunately where we are right now. Okay. Um, I just in the last uh, couple of weeks have talked to two schools in the Power Five that said, yes, we are possibly making uh, or, or looking at adding, possibly looking at maybe adding, <laughs> right? That's the verbiage, possibly looking at maybe adding another to our roster in 2022, okay? And they're going to make that decision sometime in March, right? They're going to make the decision sometime in March if they're going to add someone or not, okay? So that's another whole two months away probably close to the end of their actual season this spring. And then they're going to decide whether or not they're going to add. And then they have to go figure out who they're going to add, right? So it pushes it even further, probably into the summer. And if you want to wait that long for that school to figure out those things, great. Um, But the opportunity in front of you, um, that's probably going to go away by the time we get to March. That needs to be something that you seriously consider. Again, not saying settle. I'm not saying like push all of your hopes and dreams for playing at a certain level or a certain school out the window. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, the risk reward factor or, or, you know, balancing the scales maybe a little bit as far as what you're actually looking for. Um, and, and just not miss out on opportunities because the hardest, some of the hardest conversations, um, I mean, I even had these conversations as a college coach, right? 
Um, but when, when that school goes away, they're just, they go away. And, and four months later, when you ask me, hey, is this school still interested? They're done, right? Um, I've had m- multiple conversations like that. And, and a lot of those conversations, when I, when I first start helping a family, hey, these are the schools that are interested in us and we're interested in them. And, and when was the last time you talked to them? Um, when was the last time you emailed them? How many times have you emailed them in the last three months? And I get, oh, we haven't. I'm, I, I immediately in my head, I'm like, all these schools are done, right? Um, so so the, the opportunities are the opportunities, okay? Um, and you've got to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, again, I don't, I, if you want to wait like, if you want to wait longer, that is totally fine. Um, but but options are going to become um, less and less very quickly. And they are right now, okay? Um, there's always going to be slots available down the road. Um, but, but guarantees are almost, uh, you know, at a, a zero at this point. Um, I mean, guarantees are not present tense. Okay. Guarantees are, 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 are future tense. Okay. I'm, I'm not guaranteeing, guaranteeing anything down the road right now is right now. Okay. What you know right now is what you know right now. And you can guarantee what you know right now, but what you are going to know four or five months from now, you just don't know. Um, so, and the environment that we are in, sadly, um, does not put uh, a lot of athletes in a great position. So um, not trying to be a downer at all. Just want to make sure that all the athletes and parents out there listening, um, that, that you guys are taking advantage of the situation um, that you have in front of you or the opportunities that you have in front of you and not letting things slide. Um, uh, again, as more and more coaches that I talk to, rosters full, rosters full, rosters full. Okay. Again, I talked to a coach just um, earlier today, yesterday, um, that's telling me we don't graduate anybody for the next two years. All our kids are staying, um, which is great for them. Again, okay? it's a great opportunity for them to keep playing and, and keep doing academic stuff, and um, w- which is great. But that is the situation that we are in um, as far as recruiting goes and the impact that, that all of this has had. Um, on these next couple classes, especially the 2022 class, who is, has for sure been hit the hardest by all this. Um, I mean, there's there's definitely been some some hard hits for the 2021 class, but I, I mean, I think the 2022 class has just been beat up over and over again because of all this. So, um, last thing, if you are a committed 2022 athlete to a school, you need to have, if you haven't had already. Um, a conversation with your college coach about what this looks like for you scholarship wise and what it looks like for you um, showing up and walking in that front door in the fall or summer of 2022, whatever, what that looks like scholarship wise, um, you know, going back to, um, you know, March and April when all this kind of stuff was happening, maybe not quite April, um, but, but, you know, last summer when all this stuff was happening, um, I talked to several coaches who said, uh, we just took all of our offers to 2022 kids off the table. So this will be after June. Um, obviously when all the eligibility stuff happened, we took all the offers off the table until we figured out what was going on. Okay. Um, so if you're a committed 2022 athlete and you haven't had that conversation with your college coach, you need to have that conversation tomorrow. <laughs> There should not be any question as far as moving forward, what things look like for you scholarship wise, commitment wise. Do I still have a spot? Do I still have a scholarship? Is it two years now as opposed to four? Is it is it what? 
those are that's a conversation that you need to have yesterday okay um and and hopefully uh you have a college coach who's going to be really honest with you about the situation so so please go and do that if you have not uh had that conversation with your college coach um but opportunities are there um seize them take them um because in our climate right now the, this, the opportunities are going to be, they're already really thin right now with everything going on, but they're just going to be thinner and thinner uh, as we keep going towards the summer and everything looking like uh, the dead period is going to get extended through the summer, unfortunately. So, um, but thank you guys again for listening. Uh, take advantage, reach out to some more schools, uh, expand your list, um, find some other options that, that check, you know, um, five of the seven boxes versus all seven. Um, and can you be happy at a five out of seven, uh, type school, um, that you're, that you're looking at. Okay. Um, expand your list, uh, contact some more coaches and just keep working. Okay. Keep working. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate the time. And remember coaches are people too. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Check out my blog or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current and volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen.